Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Gadri, everything looks good? Can you hear me? Yes, Yes, Rahul. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is May 20th, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Reddy and MNPC does conduct conference calls every single day. For those people who are listening to this in the podcast, radio, and other media, you can check our timings at rnlockgroup.com. For those people who are in the conference, if you want to ask any question, please press star six to ask the question. Oh, sorry. Not star Just raise your hand for asking the question. Rajat? Uh, hi, uh, my question is about my uh, visa. So I am on a L1B visa right now and uh, my employer is changing my designation. I am working as a senior inside sales representative right now and they want to change it to a key account manager. Is that going to affect somehow in my e or do we need to reach out to USICS something? Is it the title? Is it the job duties that are changing? Yeah, so with the title, the job duties, everything would change. Would you consider that as a material changes or just cosmetic changes though? No, that would be uh, a lot to do with my new role. So I would be doing my existing role and taking more responsibilities in the new role. Well, we call it we call it as a rule, as a material and cosmetic changes. Um, Cosmetic changes is like, you know, all those things. Material changes is practically, you know, changing the whole from this dress to an underwear, okay? That's material change. Um, So if if the company considers that it's a material change and you consider that it's a material change, then you should file an amendment for the L1B. Okay. And uh, okay. my second question is related to the same thing. So uh, my L1B also X next year. And uh, uh, one of my suggestions was to change it to L- from L1B to H1B. So in that case, uh, the process would be to go into the lottery next year or can it be a change of status? Lottery and change of status, both are same. But you have to first get your name in the lottery to go for change of status. Okay, so it's it's not like that I can, uh, I mean, it's not like it can be done any time of the year or it would have to be done at the time of March. Only, only at the lottery time, which you already know what it is. You cannot okay. do it at any time. You've never been on H-1B before. I never got the H-1B approval before, is right? No. You have to go through the lottery system only in the lottery time. Uh, you know the lottery time. Next person, please. Sushi. <laughs> Hi, uh, this is Sushil. Uh, 
So actually I have a question. Like my wife is currently on a H4. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, she, she still has a valid I-94. So we applied for a change of status to F1, but uh, we did not get even any biometrics. But by the time she got picked in the H1B lottery as well. So our ultimate intention is for her to go to the H1B thing. So should I call USCIS and cancel the F1 or should I wait as a backup till I get my new H1B approved? Um, when is your uh, I-94 for the H1B, H4 expiring? On next March, 2022. Okay. I would wait until the H1B is approved before you withdraw the F1 visa. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, even if I get the H1B and I can, and I think it's not going to impact my H1B, right? Since I applied for F1. No, it's not going to impact your at all. We're only speaking okay. about your wives though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about wife, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would wait until the H1 is approved. Once the H1 is approved with the I-94, then okay. I will go and withdraw the F1 if I with you. Perfect, yeah. Thanks for this. Next person, please. Abhijit. Hi. Um, my wife, uh, H4. Uh, H4 was applied. Hello? Am I mm-hmm. audible? Just go ahead. Yeah. Yes, you are. So my uh, actually last year in 2000, 20 May, I applied for my wife H4 extension. And but that time I had my petition approved till 31st March of 2021. Now, mm-hmm. uh, in January, I got my petition approved for the next three years uh, with my I140 approved. So uh, we went to India in February and came back in April. And we both got our uh, visa stamped. And we now have I1, I94 valid till uh, 24th of April. Now the situation was like uh, after we came back. Twenty fourth of April, which year? Which year? Twenty twenty four. Okay. So after we came back, we got the biometrics appointment for her uh, last H four visa extension, and uh, like I don't uh, understand to say whether it was lucky or unluckily, we got the approval also in uh, May tenth of uh, this year. Now the problem is. Um, and I am applying for a H4 EAD with the new I140, uh, sorry, with the I94 approval, uh, which is valid till April 2024. 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, since uh, based on last action rule, where she has got her H4 exten- extended uh, for the last extension till March of 31, do we need to apply for H4 again? March, March of which year? 2021. Yeah. The um, last the, yeah, it's a bit complex though. It's I would recommend to consult a lawyer though. The last action rule is not applicable. I still want her to do a little bit drama of going to Mexico or something like that and coming back so that okay. you don't have any problem with the EAD. Okay. So it's it's uh, technically it's not it's technically not applicable. Last action rule is only when you change to F1 status or change to different status. It's not applicable when you are in the same H1B and, and status. But still, to clear out all the doubts, I want her to visit Mexico and come back. And the reason I say Mexico is to go to Mexico and come coming back. She doesn't. Well, she has a H4 stamping in her passport too. Yeah, she can she go has to it. any country. Yeah, she can go to any country and come back. She doesn't need any passport, any country and come back, not just Mexico. But definitely okay. not to India because there is a 12, uh, you know, 14-day quarantine. So she can, she yeah. should just step outside and come back 
so that the fresh antifor is there so that she won't have any problem anytime anywhere okay thank you pradeep yeah uh got pradeep um, hi rahul i am on uh, l1b yeah i am on l1b visa and uh, i have had my first approval for two and a half years and then my extension was for two years uh, i still have like six months remaining to complete the five years my question is uh, mm -hmm. can i go uh, can i have one more extension for six months absolutely you can absolutely okay. you can okay and another question is like um, i have uh, you're eating your words buddy I can't hear you. I can't hear you, sir. Gayatri, note to the next. Let's let's go to the next person, and when he's ready, we can we can take him. Navin. Navin. Either you are not unmuting, or he is not unmuting. Uh, Gayatri, no, he's not unmuting. Navin, Navin, you have to you have to unmute. Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, hi, Rahul. So my situation is like uh, I my Dropbox was on Apple thirty just before the travel ban from India. I am right mm -hmm. now I'm in, in, in India, and my situation is like uh, I send the I got the NIA letter from my company. It's a travel travel industry. and i think you got uh, what letter from your company you got what letter from your company gatri is it that i am having problem like you are having a problem too no rahul uh, again he has unmuted himself so i'm just can i take the next caller yeah he muted himself yeah okay not unmuted okay yeah let's take the next caller though Dhanias? if they come back then give if they come back give them the preference Sure. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. This is Danny. Um, yes, Danny. Yeah. My priority date is November twenty twenty, uh, and my L one year second extension got denied twenty eighteen. Sorry. Uh, my priority date. Oh yeah, I was thinking November twenty twenty. It's most probably labor will get approved. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um. So my L one year extension got denied in uh, um June twenty twenty, and I moved back to India. Right now, I'm in India. so um i am hearing all your videos and all and you asked to is the i140 that got approved was it approved for a consular processing or, or was it eb1 or eb2 eb2 okay keep going yeah uh, so now that i am in india and the hearing that uh, um, people who in to, from 2018 and below has to prepare and you know with the 485 mm -hmm. what should the process i have to do from being in india i am with the same um, company um you could do one thing is that um i want you to file an i140 downgrade with the counselor processing okay you can do it right now okay um does it need any i will i will i will also i will also recommend you notify the consulate on eb2 also for that they, the company needs to file a form called I eight twenty four. I eight twenty four. Okay, uh, yeah. my company uh, um, only does till I one forty, and employees has to do four eighty five themselves uh, from outside from an attorney. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, but right now, right now, um, you need to do the, right now, you need to do the I-140 downgrade. The company has to do it. The company and has the I And the I-824, only the company can do it. It's okay. not in your hand. Okay. I don't think, um, me being at India, my company would not do the downgrade. Uh, if I'm at the US, they might do it. So what is the option I have now? Well, but try, try L1B again to come back into the United States. That's one thing that you can do. You've been out for more than one year outside the country? Yeah, it is one year now. Yes. Well, then you can file one more L1B and try to come back into the United States. And then you still have five, five years afterwards. Mm. And in the meantime, your priority date most probably will be current. That will be the best method for you to do it. Yes, okay. you got the denial and thanks to Trump, but he's not there anymore. So yeah. you may take your luck in, that, in, in the Biden administration. Sure, sure. Okay, then. next Thank person, please. Ajay? Now, um, I will go to Ajay, but, yeah, but even if you do the council processing, Ajay, even if you do the council processing, when you come here, can you do the 485? The answer is yes, you can. No okay. problem with it. Can you hear me? Okay. So, yeah, give me give me one second, Ajay. So, so I can hear you. Request your, request your Ajay, we can hear you. Just give us one minute, okay? Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I just worked. Okay, go ahead, Ajay. I can't hear you, Ajay, right now. Can you hear me now? I can. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. Well, thank you so much for everything that you are doing. You are setting new standards in immigration, so I appreciate it. My thank question you. is related to I-140 and the downgrade and premium. I know you've been recommending a premium processing. My question is, my company who filed my I-140 and downgrade do not have a great tax returns to prove the salary that they were paying me since 2014, I'm not working with them anymore. Now the same company has another company with the same management, uh, same functions, uh, better tax return, uh, but that's not the one that my I-140 was filed under. Should I go for premium? First is the other company has a billion dollars, has nothing to do with this one. You already filed a downgrade application in October, is that right? Yes. It is better, and you are telling that there are chances the I-140 can be denied. We both accept it, okay? Yes. But I would rather want to get the denial right now rather than getting two years afterwards. Okay. My attorney is uh, suggesting that once I get an EAD, then I can start working with the previous company to justify. <laughs> but... No, if... That still is not sufficient because ability to pay is from the time the priority date is established until the I-485 is approved. I-140 is approved. So even if you start working after you get an EAD though, there is still a gap period from the time you left the company to the time you got working starting from the company. So the deficiency is still there. Okay, okay. So waiting for EAD and trying to create those pay stuff will not be helpful. Rather, I will get no, not only right that. Now. Not only that, you will be in big problem because if you use the EAD, your H-1B is out and your 485 gets denied, you are na garka na gatka. Okay, that's what we have a conflict with this attorney, but I'll appreciate your answer. Thank you so much. You see, you see, you see why I'm telling is right? You go on EAD, right. your 485 I-140 gets denied, everything falls down. Uh, so yeah. you better get the I-140 approved. I would rather face the I-140 if it's denied. Okay, I will move on to a different company. I have, I have an alternative thing. But I don't want to stay here for two years and then find out the 485 gets denied. 
नेक्स्ट पर्सन प्लीज सॉरी साई कृष्णा yeah hi uh, thanks rahul um uh, i have a question regarding h4 ead uh, my wife's mm-hmm. h4 ead is currently uh, uh, pending with vermont service center uh, it was uh, filed we uh, cannot um, do anything to expedite your h4 ead contact the congressman ombudsman and raise a service uh, request okay go ahead yeah one more question is like her uh, h1b application got picked up in this lottery so Mm-hmm. let's say if i proceed with that h1b application if uh, that gets uh, approved let's say in july or something and mm-hmm. also will the h4 ead application gets cancelled automatically or uh, no let's it say does not it, get, it doesn't get uh, cancelled it still is uh, out okay let's say if uh, H, h1b or h1b is approved in july end of july or something and uh, later on uh, h4 ead gets uh, approved then she can work until october 1st right uh, she uh, she can still yeah, get yeah that's right after uh, if she H1... gets uh, ead approved up, yeah she can still work until october 1st uh, okay october 1st if she chooses to uh, switch to h1b then only uh, the status will get changed she right can. otherwise right now uh, because it's becoming even though her h1b is approved in june though it's actually becoming effective on october 1st so the last action rule is a little bit confusing here so if mm-hmm. she gets the h1b approval in june h4 mm-hmm. approval in july she is an mm-hmm. h4 because in july she is an h4 but the problem mm-hmm. is h1b is getting kicked out, kicked in october 1st is right yes so yeah. uh, she is automatically an h1b starting on october 1st though there are some okay. doubts about it some law some some officers interpret this way that way but to clear mm-hmm. all the doubts we tell people to go mm-hmm. outside the country and come back mm-hmm. in especially to mexico and canada it's called automatic mm-hmm. revalidation so when you when she comes back she can either show the h1b approval or h4 and come into united states as long as she has a job uh yes yeah. so her h4 is approved till uh, 2023 actually uh yeah because uh, she she will has to go to india be... in march and then uh, she has that uh, stamped over there and uh, she has uh, h4 got approved ఇట్ if she wants to reverse it mm-hmm. she wants to mm-hmm. go back to h4 she can go to mexico okay. and come back on h4 oh come back on h4 okay okay mm-hmm. and and one last question uh, actually uh, uh, her h4 visa also filed through my uh, employer's attorney uh, in december but uh, uh, later on in january i, I applied for h4 ead and mm-hmm. in february uh, she has to go to india and then there uh, she got a h4 stamp but that earlier h4 application is still in process mm-hmm. it's not avoided uh, uh, or we didn't uh, okay. ask for what's your question so uh, should i file another h4 ead application or will yes. that h4 yes. ead file one other h4 ead though oh, okay. file one more okay. h4 ead just as a backup okay. plan because sometimes okay. what they are doing is that hey you already got the h4 let me deny your h4 and then the ead is going to be denied because the h4 got denied Oh, okay, so okay. as a backup plan do an ead okay. it okay. to have a duplicate thing it's not going to harm her it's a little bit oh, extra okay. money but i will spend that okay 
ओके ओके थैंक यू थैंक्स रो या नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन माय क्वेश्चन थैंक यू सो मच श्रद्धा हाय राहुल हाउ आर यू गुड गुड वेल uh well i have a question about concurrent h1b so i'm currently mm-hmm. working in a marketing position at a large firm and i was mm-hmm. recently approached by a startup to help them with marketing uh so well i have two questions one is um what are the minimum number of hours and minimum wage for uh the concurrent h1b and uh well I'll, maybe i'll let you answer that and then go to the second one well minimum wage is depending on your title and the place where you will be working at normally for marketing positions it will be at least 30 dollars per hour at least i'm not going to mm-hmm. tell you exact amount but that will be the minimum amount coming to the point of what is the minimum hours it could be 1 hour it, it doesn't matter it could be 1 hour could it be 40 hours it could be 40 hours too okay and for for the for the concurrent filing though if you do not even know how many hours it is you can put one you know i would not put one hour but i would rather put two hours to 40 hours you can put it there and then you can be paid hourly that means that whatever hours that you put on that you will be paid mm-hmm. in that way the company is on safe side because if they put 20 hours and you work only 10 hours they have to end up paying the 20 hours for you otherwise they are violating the lca regulations but if they put it from 2 hours to 40 hours then it's up to you and the company how many hours that you want it okay that's interesting thank you i appreciate you sharing that and the second question is uh, you know as a part of the marketing role i have uh, you know educational background in finance so and it's a trading firm so uh, they've asked me to create uh, videos about you know financial education and also helping them promote uh, their trading software is it advisable to um, put my face out there uh you know on social media or like create tiktok videos or instagram reels uh to promote and also um you know do financial education uh what if the job duties of the h1b says that that the financial education will be part of it you can do so okay perfect thank you even though yeah even if the whatever it is if if the education if if you have put the educating the people in those things yeah definitely you can okay. you can ma'am next person chetan hello round sir can you hear me yes i can yeah so hi i have an uh, i140 approved from a previous employer and uh, my priority date was october 2011 with my current employer i recently got perm approved in uh, uh, may first cool. week and we were trying Good. to file an eb2 uh i140 however i think based on the june bulletin now my date becomes current so my question was should do we need to file an eb2 and eb3 140 or can i just file one eb3 140 concurrent with 140 uh, uh, what is your priority what is your priority date you said october 2011 yeah uh if if you want to file a 485 right now Yep. you definitely have to file an i140 for eb3 and yep. i485 together correct so i don't have to necessarily file an i140 in eb2 right no you don't have to okay. but if you and can can you can you at a later date file an eb2 with the same labor certification the answer is yes you can okay perfect and then second question was uh, when i file my eb3 i140 and 485 concurrently should i also do a premium processing no no because my labor was it's, it's very i i know but still no don't do it don't do it 
as soon as you get the receipt notice do it okay so because, wait for the this is not a, this is, right this is not a legal answer though but practically they are having a lot of difficulties when we file the i140 and 485 together we send yeah. to a different address those stupid fellows don't know how to process i140 premium processing they just reject it you send to the wrong address and okay. then it will take 3 months 4 months and then we have to send it back remember that in october of 2020 i told everybody do not file in premium processing still the same thing even though that's a different rule this is a different rule i still tell you do not file premium processing wait until the receipt notice comes in okay. next person yeah, i mean i know in the october cases maybe people no even for you even for okay. you my strong recommendation don't file premium processing okay got it perfect thank you appreciate your help lena hey um hi rahul uh, this is uh, lena from uh, indus valley consultants uh, my priority date is feb 2012 i applied for eb3 downgrade and um, got receipt notice on october 27th and uh, fingerprints were taken on april 21st so uh, when should we go for medicals how can we submit medicals to the application one is your i140 is not approved yet is it right yeah it's yeah it's in regular processing <laughs> yeah so there's no hurry for you to Uh, since I one forty is not approved, it's up to you. You can submit the medicals. It's up to you if you don't. I, 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 I would so not strongly recommend. No, since we filed it, you just mail it to us. We'll submit it. No charges. Oh, physically mail it to us. Mail it to you. Physically mail it to us. We'll submit it. Oh, great. Okay. Instead of See, explaining uh, you what to do, we we'll just. Premium processing. Uh, yeah, it's been. Going Let's not discuss time. about that. I am yeah. not in charge of your premium yeah, processing. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. You pay. You just have to pay me. You just have to pay me two thousand five hundred dollars. We charge hundred dollars extra for FedEx and other things to do it, but you have to get the approval of the company, and this is not yeah. the right forum for it. Yeah. Okay, next person, so, please. For the medicals, sorry. Um, um, so I have few more, two more questions. For medicals, how long is it valid? Like if I submit now, um, two years. Two years, and uh, so I applied for EAD and AP, and if my priority mm-hmm. date becomes current, uh, what should I do? so uh, what else should i do is there an, are there any steps left uh well other than the i140 and medical there is nothing else so automatically i would get my green card if i if it's correct it's not that they're it's not that they're going to just give a red carpet and give you the green card but most probably within 2 to 3 months or within a month period you should be getting it so yeah if you're expecting the priority to be current send the medicals you know send the medicals to me we'll mail okay. it out okay thank you so much thank you sir Satish, uh, things are things are going according to the plan, guys. As uh, it's not my plan; it was a state department plan. We just made it too louder for it, but it's going according to plan. So I think so. People should downgrade it. People do do premium processing. All those things, as we described in the past two months, please proceed accordingly. Satish, go ahead. Uh, hey, Raul. Thank you. I think uh, it may be a repetitive question, but just wanted to confirm. My priority date is in November two thousand twelve. Originally, EB two filed for downgrade. I one four is still pending. So, first question: How strongly you recommend to go for premium processing now? And second, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. You have a kid, except uh, unless you have a teenage kid born in India. I'm sorry. You have any teenage kids born in India? No, sir. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, and what happens if it's still pending and my date becomes current in final exam chart? They cannot give you the green card. Got it. So Remember, there are four things. I one forty has to be approved. 
the medicals have to be done okay the priority date has to be correct these okay. three things have to be there if if you if none of uh, if none of those three things are there you're not going to get the green card okay and you don't see any advantage waiting further until a month or two if the date moves further in 2012 that will be stupid by because there are some rejections we are getting for the i140 and um, you know, it's not that everything is getting approved some of them they are rejecting when i'm saying rejecting they are giving us the money back and saying that hey file after 30 days and we keep on doing it but yeah do it right now i right now with everything going according to what the guy told us what it will happen i will just put the phone off right now and then call my employer to file the premium processing great thank you so much appreciate next person please abhi yeah uh, hi uh, uh, good afternoon rahul uh, so i i'm currently based out of canada uh, my my uh, i'm i'm an eb3 my priority date is jan 2030 so i'm expecting my green card could become current any time so uh, the question and i've been trying for l1a uh, appointment what? since last month sorry what is the what is the priority date you said it's jan 2030 in eb3 okay and i've been trying for a visa since last march l1a but because of covid the appointments keeps getting cancelled my next appointment mm-hmm. is november now it was supposed to be next month and again it got cancelled my question is assuming my date becomes current in the next month or two uh, my, uh, uh, the priority becomes current do uh, uh, until when do i have time to come back to the us with a visa to file my uh, green one visa year. like that one one year one year so if if i not able to enter us within one year then i i i i'll have to restart the green card from beginning uh, it's not that easy to say there are a lot of exceptions you can always file something called i824 and make it alive mm-hmm. that means that you are sending the i140 to the consular processing got it and and can i or do you suggest that i start consular processing even then i'm dependent on canadian embassies to open up us embassies to open up right? you can you can you can do the consular processing and just because you did the consular processing doesn't mean that you cannot file the adjustment of status application you can still do it but so you do the, the consular right 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 to be you know that so you do the consular processing to file an i824 and then you come here that's fine but remember you would have been better off filing the i824 one year ago is right yeah yeah so who would have filed yeah well you know so go ahead and file it it won't harm you anything um and the yeah. fees is not that high and paperwork is not that big you file it and if if things work out to coming into your nature that's fine otherwise you'll get the green card in canada in canada okay got it next person please. i i i and, think so one of the assuming assuming if i get an employment of b i have a b2 visa and i uh, if i get an employment to do a change of status in the us b2 to h1 should i no. and then they no, 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 you should not you should time. you should not come on b2 visa sir i should not at all and do and you find a not. new employer to do b2 to h1 no you should not come into united states after your i140 is there on b2 visa if i want to start on a transaction id okay okay alright thank you okay i'll go to the next caller i'll go to the next two callers guys before um uh, um next two callers go ahead arindam arindam hello rahul can you hear me Yes, I can. Can you hear me, Rahul? Yes, I yeah, can. Yeah, thank you, Rahul, for taking the question. Yeah, this is regarding my daughter's uh, F1 uh, change of status. Uh, she has become, or our 
485 has become current since last March. So technically, her date is locked. When you say current, so you mean to say final action date. You mean to say final action date. I filed her F1 change of status. Yeah, as of 1st March, my 10th, May 2010 is current in EB3. Uh, okay. e so EB2. I filed her EB2. F1 change of status last three. EB2 or EB3? Okay, so it has become EB3. final action date has become. So you filed an you filed an F1, and by the time the date became current, how how what was the age of what was the age of your daughter? Twenty years and six months, I think. Okay, withdraw the F1. You don't need a F1. Okay, and then do I need to inform the college that I'm withdrawing anything or anything or service or anything, uh, or just withdraw the? It's either way, it's fine. She got an EAD, or it doesn't matter. Withdraw. Yeah, she just got an EAD last last month. She got an oh, EAD. Oh yes, withdraw it. Inform the uh, inform the inform the uh, uh, DSO that we are withdrawing the F1 because we got the EAD. She doesn't need the F1, and show the EAD for her to go to the school. Okay, and uh, any way to expedite CSPA case because now she's yes, under sir. CSPA. Why? What is the what is the reason for expediting? She is already locked in. You don't have okay. any reason to expedite. Okay. Another question I have, this is in my doubt. Uh, she, I just received a notification that H4 got approved yesterday, which we filed in August. It was filed last August. So is H4, uh, do they give beyond 21 years or it is valid irrespective of age, whatever the date they no, give? No, 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 no. They, they no. they should not give more than 21 years. Even if they give it, you are not relying on it. But anyway, even if they give it, don't worry about it. Don't even look into it. She has an EAD right now. She is locked up. She is good. Even if and, and, don't ignore the H4. And and in, suppose I send. I am going to send in the request. And what happens if, uh, if what request her green card send? gets approved? If her green card gets approved before or after, rather, if F1 gets up, approved immediately before her green card, then what happens? Nothing will happen. The 485 will still be approved. 485 will still be approved. She's still okay. your daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, uh, last question, please. Go ahead. I'm getting a lot of these notices, guys, in the chart, which we are not looking at. Um, uh, hi, Rahul. Our last caller. Yes. Hi, hi Rahul. Uh, we have uh, downgraded my uh, EB2 application to EB3, uh, and mm -hmm. we have uh, some time in October. It was October mm -hmm. 29th last year, I believe. And we have upgraded mm -hmm. it to premium on May 10th. We haven't heard anything from USCIS yet. Uh, is there something that we can do, like uh, follow up or something like that? Uh, on what? Follow up on what things? Uh, my premium application, so which was sent on May 10th, and we haven't heard anything. Uh, that's, too, that's too early right now. Uh, we are noticing, I mean, not all the I-140 premium processings they're accepting. They're rejecting some of those I-140 premium processing. Uh, even though I recommend everybody to do it, that doesn't mean that everybody is going to get accepted. Uh, but right now, it's only 20 days, 10 days. It's too early for you to follow. Got it. So be because the reason why I'm concerned was I have seen people who have applied on May 12th and 13th got their approvals or rejections. Uh, that's the reason why I was like, uh, do we have yeah, to... Yeah, there is nothing else. There is no follow-up also for you to do it. You just have to wait. Oh, okay. Okay. And we cannot refile or like send another application as what we want. Right, right, right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming in.
the next conference call will be uh, the next conference call will be uh, on friday at 3:30 pm thank you guys thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.